It's no surprise that for most merchants, at least 60% of your traffic comes from mobile. It also isn't a surprise that as merchants, we tend to run our business on a desktop or a laptop. This week on the podcast, we're telling you everything you need to know about optimizing your store for customers shopping on their phones. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Rian. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. That's that's fair. I I can um, empathize. I, I couldn't think of the word empathize. I was like, I can uh, relate. I can empathize. <laughs> but also that. <laughs> but also, yeah, both words. Okay, re- relatively synonymous. Um, what has been the highlight of the last seven days of yours? What has happened in the last seven days? I don't want to say I made spaghetti. It's very on brand. It was good. I feel like I've done something more important than that, though. I don't. I don't know. (laughs) Not like we hit some cool business goals, but I don't feel like that. Yeah, that's boring. First of all, we celebrate all business goals. So yay, yay! Because right now it's so important to celebrate our successes. So let's celebrate your success. With the dance party. Okay, everyone, just so you know, we had a dance party. You can have one at home if you want. Thank you for joining in on the dance party. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I am excited for Thanksgiving and Black Friday because they are days off work. You know what I'm not excited about? This is going to be the first year I ever cooked my own turkey. and I Me too. I have concerns. <laughs> I found a recipe that I'm going to use, and it says it's easy. So I am going to write a strongly worded email if it is not easy. Actually, I'll just write a strongly worded comment on their blog post because it's a blog post. I Yeah, I'm concerned. I, I bought brine from Instacart, um, from Costco. But I then I was, I told my own. Huh? I'm making my own. Brine? Yeah. Are we supposed to brine a turkey? Like, I have literally... No, if I could know less about making a turkey, uh, I I could not know less about yeah. making a full turkey. I don't understand yeah. it. I know there's a lot of butter involved, or at least when my mom makes it, it's mm-hmm. like butter everywhere. And I am very concerned about this, but, you know, it'll be okay. It'll, it'll be, be good. Worst what, case what scenario, you have all these great sides to eat. That is my favorite part. Like, I could actually do without the whole turkey and just eat mashed potatoes. So because of the pandemic, uh, we're not seeing anybody. Um, So we're just celebrating Thanksgiving by ourselves. So it's just the two of us. And we're still doing the full thing. It's a turkey stuffing, (laughs) mashed potatoes, uh, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, rolls. I don't know if I'm missing something or not. but Our turkey is 16.8 pounds for three people. A lot of turkey feels a little excessive, but you know this is this is what came in my butcher box, so that's what we got. 
I just realized <laughs> that I forgot to buy some ingredients. So I'm going to have to place another Instacart order for the rest of my ingredients. But that's okay. Okay. So we do know that Thanksgiving is not this week, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I actually did not know that. And I pulled my freezer. I pulled the turkey back to start defrosting it. <laughs> and my mom was like, uh, Rian, uh, it's actually... The week after. I was like, are you sure though? So that means I'm either want the year to be over. I don't know what that says about me. I was just like, yep, next week's Thanksgiving. So Uh, that's a good question for you. Here's your quiz. When do you take your turkey out of the freezer for thawing? Okay. Well, if it's 16.8 pounds, it's about... One day for every five pounds. So to be safe four days before, but to be really safe five days before. You did it. <laughs> See, you know what you're doing. I had Googled that earlier in the day. So that's it's so cool. You retain that information. And yeah, now was, that I just quizzed you on it, now you're never going to forget it. Yeah, you're gonna, it it's going to be graph. like April 15th. And you're going to be like, hey, it's tax day. Also, here's the the math calculation to do for you when you know when you got to pull out your turkey. No, you're just never going to forget it now. Uh, uh, no, no, never. And, and for those of you uh, listening along, um, I I hope that you are having a good buildup to your Thanksgiving. Uh, well, if you're in the United States, if you're not, I, I hope I you're, hope you're uh, having a good buildup to next Thursday. <laughs> I hope you're having an awesome day. I I, I, by the way, this is my second Thanksgiving of the year because my husband's Canadian. So I did cook a turkey breast, but it like came in a bag. So I don't yeah. think that counted. It's like, different. It was did you get different. a roasting pan? Did you buy like an actual roasting pan or a disposable one? Uh, first of all, I need to tell you something. My house was built in the 1960s and my ovens are very tiny. So I have to get everything small size. Like it's it's bigger than a toaster oven. But you have a large turkey. Yeah, I haven't done the logistics on this yet. I haven't <laughs> I haven't measured. I haven't held it up. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Um so a lot of things don't fit in my oven. Like I need small sized things. Yeah, <laughs> I I have not received my turkey yet. Um and I also have a small oven. I have, a, so when we bought this house, it was built in 2000. Um, it was advertised that it was a double oven. And I should have known, but I completely forgot when we were doing the tours of of, of all the houses because there are a lot of homes. The double oven was one small oven and a microwave. Oh, my double oven is actually two, it's, it's two legitimate ovens, but they're only like, <laughs> they're so small. <laughs> Microwave-sized like, oven. Yeah, it's like they're the size combined of one full-sized oven. It's very, very bizarre. It's just like a wall between them. False advertising. Yeah. Yeah. So like my oven is the size of like the large cookie sheet fits as a shelf. Oh, my large, the large cookie sheet is a pipe dream in my oven. I can't wait to see how you figure out this turkey. (laughs) This is going to be, please document this. It's so bonkers. All of it's so bonkers. But you know what? I got my prep deck. Hey. I got my prep deck too. I'm super excited for prepping things. So um, if you don't know what we're talking about, prep deck is a client site that my company recently launched. Uh, The website's prepdeck.com. They have a really cool product and their website is really great. I'm biased (laughs) And also I built like a really good website. (laughs) Uh. I should have gone with like, yeah, you know, they're just like the perfect example of what to do on a website. Also, their product is okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
It is really cool. I now have a knife block in my kitchen with two whole knives in it. So I've two got... whole knives. Look at you. I know. I'm so proud of you. I, thank you. Thank you. I'm stepping so, my game up. All of this to say, we're talking about <laughs> shopping on your mobile device because oh, that that's where we transition. all are. Thank you. <laughs> Very relatable. You know, you know, here's the connection. Okay. Thanksgiving, the day after yeah. Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Yes. A lot of shopping happens on Black Friday, and a lot of shopping also happens on your phone. That Boom. is very true, especially now as our, our device time goes up. I don't yeah. appreciate, by the way, every week when Apple's like... <laughs> Apple update. You spend 13.1 hours on your phone or on on your screen on average. I'm like, I also work. Okay. Yeah, it's like up 5% from last week. I'm like, okay, we can only go up so many, so much more before. You spent on average 28 hours of screen time per day. (laughs) So because we're spending so much time on our phones and they are glued to our hands no matter where we're at, uh, we're shopping on them more. Yes. And maybe we're we're shopping on them because we are like me and we love Instagram. What's weird is I actually don't like Instagram. I just like Instagram ads because Instagram knows me as a person. Also, side note, the update to the Instagram app is trash. Oh, it is trash. And people were kind of talking trash about, is it James Charles? He's like a YouTube influencer. Okay. They have a very good point about the product. Everyone's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, but does it? But really, because I agree with all of the critique made. So I will give you my expert opinion and say it's trash. It is trash. It's ugh. They know what they were doing too, because they're they're going with muscle memory and they're replacing what you're used to tapping on with this shop button. I don't want to shop through Instagram. I'm sorry, but I do not want to. Yeah, it's... Unless I just come across a product in my feed and then I will tap on it and maybe buy it. But that's a different scenario. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So the point of this conversation is to help you optimize your site for mobile devices. Yes. Um, What I said at the beginning in our little hook is absolutely true. I am also a merchant and I build my site on a desktop. I run my business from my computer. Like I maybe pull up the Shopify app on my phone occasionally, but everything I do is on my laptop, on my MacBook. And yet over 60% of my customers, I should actually look to see what the number is. I'm going to do that while we talk. Um, Over 60% of customers on average are shopping from a mobile device. This is just... That's a fact. Fact. Yeah. I have a former client uh, who I still have a relationship with who's over 90% mobile. That's wild. Who does millions. So, like, that, that's like, we're talking not a small amount of money. Um, and, and they absolutely slay on mobile. And, and But literally in their dev and design, because they know that their user or their, their buyer is so mobile forward, everything is done with mobile in mind, which is really smart. Like that is really smart. they're not. I mean, they, they sort of tested on desktop, but they're they're like, they're testing it and not just in developer test mode. Test it. They get out their phones and they test it on their phones. Yeah, because it is different. It is different. So I feel like my store might be an exception because 
I sell to a bunch of developers and people who are usually building something on their computer when they take Mm. a break and look at Twitter and then find my products. So I have almost a 50-50 split between desktop and mobile. Interesting. It's actually 47% of my, the last 90 days, the the visitors came from a mobile device. Oh, that makes sense though. Because of your user or your buyer. I keep calling them users. Buyers. My users. Customers. My customers. Yes. My customers <laughs> are. The right word. <laughs> they're also more likely to use a mo- uh, to use a desktop for their work. And that's when people tend to find my my products. Um, but my store is not the norm. Uh, other stores that might be an exception where you see more purchases coming from a desktop are going to be highly configurable items. So things where you have to select a bunch of options, some like customization, all those types of things tends to like people start the process on a mobile device and then finish it on desktop. That just is, again, it's easier to make those kinds of customizations on desktop. And that is a, a flaw for shopping on mobile that we somehow have to overcome, but we have not done that yet. No, we have not. What is the, num- like, what is the number one failure? <laughs> that sounds so negative. What is the number one opportunity? Hey, there we go. For merchants on their mobile uh, buying experience. First thing that I think you should do is look at your tap targets. Now, tap targets are your buttons, your links. Anywhere that a customer is tapping on to make a change, whether it's selecting an option or visiting another page on your website. More often than not, these are too small for mobile. Like nothing is more frustrating than trying to tap like a close button and I just can't get the stupid pop-up to close. It's the worst. It's because the tap target is too small. And quite often those like tap targets on on pop-ups are like maybe 12 by 12 pixels or 16 by 16 pixels. My recommendation is 36 by 36 pixels minimum. So like we're talking two to three times what that is on average. Yeah. So for those of you who don't speak developer, uh, it's very, very tiny versus tappable. Not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a good example of... Tap target size uh, and is third love. So if you go to their collections page or probably like actual product pages as well, I just happen to be on a collection. Yeah. So if you go to any of their product pages, you can see like the color selector. Oh, there's actually smaller. Um, I'm going to back up their filters on their collection page. <laughs> they list all of the different bra sizes and everything. The tap targets for each of those sizes is. A, they're, they're a really nice size. It's it's hard to accidentally tap the wrong size. That's good. So that's a that's a, a good example of what to look for. Um, it's not consistent across the website. There are definitely some other tap targets on there that are too small, but that's a good example of what size you should aim for. And Lighthouse tells you if your tap targets are too small. Yes, they do. However, I would argue that even if they say your tap targets are fine, maybe make them just a a touch bigger. Nothing hurts making them bigger. Unless you like go way too big, which obviously that's not our not our recommendation here. Just make them tappable. Like make it so people can actually (laughs) tap on the button. I'm not asking for a lot here. Make it so the button can be tapped. That's it. That's the hurdle. Okay. We're going to have another conversation, which is one of your favorite hills to die on, but it is an opportunity and also a threat. I'm going like SWOT analysis style here uh, because that's what came to my mind. Um, that's 
strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats when you're putting together a business plan. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> pop-ups and small buttons. So what I mean by this, and Rian is going to eventually stop laughing at me, The when you visit a website, you might see a chat icon in the corner. You might see a little button for adjusting the accessibility settings. You'll see like a little GDPR banner. You'll see a, a button to uh, tap something to enter your email so you can get a 10% off discount code. When you're on a desktop, these are pretty spread out. So, you know, the opposite corners of the screen, not terribly in the way. When you're on a mobile device, you're on a much more narrow device and everything is just like on top of each other. And I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, Are we actually doing a SWOT analysis of pop-ups? Because I'm I'm willing to. (laughs) I wasn't going to, but if you really want to... Okay, well, maybe you can help with the S, which is the strengths. What what do pop-ups do well? Let's lead in with that. Pop-ups help you connect with your customers. It okay. gives you another avenue to connect to your customers via email or via SMS. Okay. Uh, what are the weaknesses? What do they need to improve? Usually they pop up too quickly or they're too large. Yes. And that impacts SEO. Yes. And they're annoying. Yes. Opportunities. What are the goals? Capturing emails? Yeah. Bleh. Threats. <laughs> um, so the Google threats... can't crawl by them. Okay, sorry. Yes. What? What's the next threat? <laughs> but no, that's that's absolutely right. And also it, it can it, it can it interrupts the purchase flow so people uh, get bounce. It. Yeah, they bounce. They bounce. So those are those are the threats. I love that we just did a SWOT analysis. We just did a SWOT analysis. We did not plan on doing that, but uh, more than anything, it, it's really critical when you are making, when you're choosing when to put your pop-up in. Think, can Google, here's your serious threat, can Google crawl past this? And if the answer is no, they're not going to, and your site's not going to get indexed. Treat That's it like it. a brick wall. Yeah, it Can is you a walk wall. through a brick wall? No. Unless or- you have superpowers, No. No, and like last I checked, my superpowers got taken away. You know, so it's just one of those. <laughs> I've been watching superhero shows for like weeks now. <laughs> um, but seriously, Google can't get past it. And Google's not going to try to get past it because they they view it almost like a 404 page. They're like, this is broken. I can't do anything. And they and they leave. And they leave. Even even Google bounces. <laughs> Even Google bounces. Yeah. And plus, you definitely don't want your your merch, your, your I, I cannot, your customers to bounce. It, it's, it's much better to have a pop-up coming from the bottom, from the top, from the side, almost like a slide-in situation. But also, it's really important to not have too many pop-ups. That's also a threat. Don't fall down the pop-up rabbit hole. What are our least favorite types of pop-ups? I mean, for me, all is the answer, but like that's, <laughs> but realistically. Okay. Uh, age checkers. I'm okay with those. I, I know like they're annoying to enter in your date, but they're necessary legally. So you're going to have to get past it. However, there's a, there's a right and a wrong way to do that even. Like, are you over the age of 21? Yes or no. Please enter your date of birth. That's weird. It, it's more work. And also, I always say my, my birth is January 1st, 1980, because I just quickly, or whatever year I land on. 
So fun fact about age checkers is that they're exempt from Google's rules about pop-ups. Exactly. So, so Google's smart enough. Yeah, I don't mind them. I don't mind GDPR pop-ups because they have to they have to be there or, or those are mostly bottom bar. But Privacy is the worst. <laughs> what about cookies? Um, <laughs> but I have, if I really think about the type of interstitial, which is fancy word for pop-up, that I don't like the most, my least favorite type, are the... Uh, Bob from Oklahoma just bought a cookie pop-up. He just bought a cookie pop-up. Yeah. <laughs> or just, no, but seriously, these apps tend to be called FOMO apps, fear of missing out. And they're supposed to take your order history and occasionally pop up saying, person from, or X person from Y city bought Z item two hours ago or whatever. Um, couple issues with this. First off, some of these apps don't use real data um, and have gotten removed from the app store for falsifying that information. So please do not use an app that is falsifying that data. Two, if I shop for something and I place an order, even though it's it'll say like Kelly V from Smyrna bought joggers again, I don't need the world to know that. I don't know. It's like a privacy thing, I guess. It, yeah. Nobody's going to put two and two together and say, oh, Kelly from Smyrna. I don't think tr- I don't think it builds trust. I don't think it does either. And that's another ranking factor for Google. I do not think it builds trust. I do not think it builds authority. And it doesn't show expertise. So to me, that, you, it's valueless. If you want to build trust, have testimonials and reviews on yes. your site. Testimonials, like actual reviews. valid testimonials and reviews. Maybe, maybe Steve, who bought a potato, really hated the potato, but you just told everyone that he bought the potato and there's no context there. Absolutely no context there. So, okay, so that's the hill. I have successfully died on it again. Um, Rip. Also, we really don't like wheel laps, but that's, that's for wheel laps. <laughs> oh, I don't have time for that. I can I can literally record an hour long episode about here are all the reasons why I hate spin wheel pop ups, <laughs> but we're not doing that today. So another opportunity for improving the mobile experience on your site is your font size. Oh yes. So we talk about font size a lot in terms of accessibility, and we often see when you're when we're doing our teardown videos on YouTube, which by the way, we have a YouTube channel, visit it at youtube.com slash commerce tea and watch our YouTube videos. They're really great. We talk about font size a lot because we're so focused on shrinking everything to fit on a mobile device that we also shrink the font size. And it's often just too small to read. Way too, or I saw this today, or it's like, oh, you're doing this really trendy font. I can't read it. Oh, trendy fonts. The the line weight's weird. (laughs) The kern is off. Like there's so many challenges. And I think on desktop, it looks okay. Like it's readable. But then on mobile, because Kelly and I had pulled up some stores ahead of time. I was like, what? I can't even read I can't read half of the font, nor can I read the price. Oh, yeah. And if you can't read the price, yeah, that's a, that's trouble. That is trouble. So in terms of what size you should aim for, everyone actually has their own recommendations. So the absolute minimum is 16 pixels. And 
I know this because if your font size is smaller on a form field, smaller than 16 pixels, and you tap on it on your iPhone, it zooms in Mm. because it's too small. I have a question for you. Yeah. If you're not a developer, you're like, how do I get my... Now, is 16 pixels 16 point? We're going to go... They're different. We're going to go with pixels here. So um, pixels are usually used for the web. Points are usually used for more like print design. Um, Your theme settings has a setting for your font size. Um, It's usually not under your section settings. It's under the actual theme settings, the settings tab. And Shopify just revamped the entire customizer. So you might have to hunt it down a little bit. But otherwise, I'd tell you exactly where it is. I just don't have it pulled up. Um, But you'll find it under there under all your font sizes and typography and everything there. Um, So kind of going back to the absolute minimum is 16. Apple usually recommends between 17 and 22 pixels. Google recommends between 18 and 22 pixels. And quite often I'm seeing uh, sites use like 12 pixel font or 10 even. So small. It's so small. So yeah, that's that's one of the important things, uh, your font size. Kind of going on the same topic a little bit is if you increase your font size, it's going to push content down on your site because obviously yeah. the content is stacked on a smaller screen on mobile. Um, one of the things that you should definitely look at doing is reduce the amount of scrolling required to reach the add to cart button on a product page. And one of the easiest ways you can do this is if your product description is listed above the the add to cart button, move it below the add to cart button. Again, this is often a setting in your theme. This is going to be under the product section in the theme customizer. And if it's not there, you can ask a developer to move it for you. Perfect. That is a huge opportunity that a lot of a lot of people have. So that's a great solve. What is another challenge? Uh, a thing off the top of my head. The images that are used to make a hero image for your beautiful lifestyle brand do not need to be that size. Um, yeah. <laughs> they just don't. My contribution. Yeah. <laughs> so helpful. Um, okay. So, yeah, this is a really, really good point. Um, it really depends on the theme you're using. Some themes support what are called source sets or SRC sets, where basically... Shopify will automatically load the appropriate image size for the screen that you're viewing. And this is really important and is something your your theme should absolutely have. And if it doesn't, ask a developer to add it, add support in for this. Um, Because, again, we're usually uploading a beautiful lifestyle photo for our hero image. We're not using a slideshow because we don't like slideshows on this podcast. And (laughs) (laughs) when you view your site on a mobile device, instead of loading an image specifically for the size that you're viewing on mobile, it loads that 1400 pixel wide image for desktop. It just squishes it down to fit on a mobile device. So you're loading an unnecessarily large image on a mobile device, which impacts your load time, which impacts your conversion rate. And your site speed. So you're you're ranking in Google. All the things. (laughs) Everything. So yes, that is, please optimize your images altogether. Like don't upload an image that's too large. Um, I try to keep my image file sizes below 350 kilobytes each. Um, so many times I'm like, why, I, I hear people say, why is my site slow? 
I download the first image that shows up on their site and it's like four megabytes. Yeah. And you're like, I have some ideas. <laughs> Where it starts you? here. Let's begin here. Let's begin so. here. It's almost everyone. Like, honestly, all, almost everybody who asks me what is wrong with my store, it, like that is the very first thing to say. And I see it a lot with people uploading like transparent PNGs as well. When there's not really a need to have a transparent image there, like um, for example, if you use a print-on-demand service, let's say Printful, for example, it auto-generates photos for you. And it gives you the option of a JPEG or it gives you the option of a transparent PNG. Um, in this scenario, a JPEG makes the most sense because it is a photo of something. It's not like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like an asset? It's not an... It, it's like a, eh. the way the graphic is created. Like it's a vector. It's like oh. a vector file. That's what I was looking for. Um, and there's no need for it to be transparent, but they give you that option for transparency for other reasons. Maybe you want to put your own background in there and then save it as a JPEG and then upload it, whatever it might be. Use the appropriate file type for your images as well, is my point I'm getting at. So your product images should be JPEGs. They should not be PNGs. Uh, PNGs tend to be, especially transparent PNGs, tend to be a larger file size. But the reason why you use PNGs for vector files, which is like things like there's text on there. If you save it as a JPEG, it starts to get like all grainy and kind of mm-hmm. weird looking. It Saving it as a PNG fixes that. Pictures are hard. Pictures are hard. <laughs> they're very hard. But they're also very important. I, I mean, there's also SVGs if you really want to get no. fancy with the vectors. So No, let's not do that. <laughs> let's Things stop. I can talk about all day, but we're not going to. Um, okay. So I have, I think, one more that's worth mentioning. And... This is your mobile menu. So one of the things I've noticed is that on a desktop, you might have a a mega menu on a website. So let's say you hover over a button that says shop, a link that says shop, and you see a menu come up with like five different columns and then like a featured image for promoting a specific product or something like that. On mobile, I have to tap shop the little arrow next to the word shop, not the actual shop link itself. Then I have to tap one of those heading columns and then I actually get the link, the list of links. So you're adding additional steps to actually get to the items, like the, the, the collections or even the products. And one of the things that's really important for any site, whether you're on desktop or mobile, is to reduce the number of clicks it takes to actually add an item to the cart. So Something to really look at is how many clicks does it actually take? How many taps does it take to actually reach a collection page, to actually reach a product page? So that is something that's that's definitely review worth reviewing. Um, this is a this is often usually a theme flaw. Yeah. Theme flaw is a really weird thing to say like five times fast. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's so important to talk about um what you're talking about because this is you don't if you're buying traffic, right, if you're buying ads and then you're sending people to your store and then it's like a hot mess once they get there, and I mean hot mess in the nicest possible way, but it takes too many clicks and now people are gone forever. You have bought yeah. nothing. Exactly. You've bought nothing. Like you don't <laughs> want your products to be hard to find. Not at all. Not at all. So so what are some good examples of mobile shopping experiences that that folks who are listening can reference. Some of these are good. Some of these are bad. Like, or, or I should say <laughs> there's good and bad to every website that I'm going to mention here. 
yeah, or that we're yeah. just going to discuss. So I mentioned third love er- earlier. They're tap targets. Um, they have a really good example of why I hate all those little pop-ups that show up. Yes. Um, after like 10 seconds, I see don't miss out, spend $150, save $20, shop now. I can close that out. Behind that, I see feedback on the left and I see a chat button on the left as well. Too much. And the feedback and the chat button are always visible and I have to close out that save, like buy and save uh, pop-up that showed up in order to even reach the chat. That's stressful. Like even just talking through that makes me feel stressed out. But I do like um, their, their font size, their headings are a great size. Um, their font size is a little on the smaller side. So if you want to tap like shop now on the homepage uh, below one of like the, the, it shows like an image and then a heading and then some text and shop now link. The link is pretty small. Okay. So uh, an example, but I really do like um, their the size of their filtering. Um their color selection and their size selection on the product page. Actually, the colors are smaller than the sizes, which is kind of weird. Um, the sizes are a slightly small but fits-ish size. I would probably up that or increase the sizes of them a little bit. The colors are much smaller. Um, so that is a bit of an issue. But this is an example of uh, they they'd really benefit from increasing the the font size. Um, but one of the nice things is you don't have to scroll very far to reach a uh, shop uh, and add to cart button. Okay. That is a good thing. Their menu, their mobile menu is also very easy to use. So uh, you can easily tap and toggle. You only have two taps once you open the menu to reach any collection. Perfect. How many, how many taps to check out? So that would be if I load the homepage, I tap on the menu, tap bras, tap all bras, we're watching me check or shop, check, <laughs> whatever, words. Um, another another tap to actually reach the product. Pretending I'm not changing my font or my, my size or color or anything and tap add to bag. I'm up to one, two, three, four. And then number five is checkout. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Okay. So that's third love. Um, let's look at one of my favorite sites. Uh, Allbirds. Kelly's just angling for a uh, sponsorship from Allbirds. Allbirds, please sponsor us. I will <laughs> proudly... This this episode is sponsored by Allbirds, and I am wearing their shoes inside. Um, all the things. And you know what? Allbirds needs to create slippers. I'm shocked they haven't. Um, the other brand we're about to talk about, Everlane, sorry to give it up right away, but they just mm-hmm. launched slippers. Two kinds. Well, I guess I'm going to be doing some shopping soon. I bought them. Not you both bought kinds. them. Just one time. <laughs> so Albers. Yes. Um their font size is a little bit larger, a little bit larger than Third Love's, but reasonable size. It's readable. Um their buttons are a decent size. They're clearly loading an image on their uh hero that was optimized specifically for mobile because it is like length it's the it's more of a portrait than a landscape photo okay. um which is nice so i'm going to look at their mobile menu so here's an example of multiple steps so i have to choose 
uh, men or women or gifts or our materials or stores first. So let's say I'm shopping for myself. So I'm going to tap women. Then I get to another sub menu that says shoes, apparel, accessories, collections. So I have to choose another option. By the way, I don't know what collections is. So that's a terrible name. Um, Surprise, tear down. Uh, So I tap shoes. And then I get running shoes, everyday sneakers, slip-ons, flats, all of the links there. So I had, like, on Third Love, I tapped bras, and then I tapped all bras. Here, I have to tap women, shoes, and then whatever type of shoes I want. I can't actually choose. Oh, there, the the bottom link is shop all shoes. Okay. So it's one extra tap. Um, All right, going to their product page. Uh, Okay. So their select size tap target is perfect. Easy, easy, easy to tap on. By the way, I have I wear a size nine and a half shoes. All these companies that create half sizes, Allbirds is not one of them, but create half sizes up to eight and a half, and, and then they stop? go nine and then ten. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate that either. I don't have size nine feet or size ten feet. I have size nine and a half feet. You have middle feet. We have middle feet. <laughs> yes. Um, one of my most recent search uh, searches in my history right now is masks for adults with small heads. Um, because one size fits all is not the case for me. <laughs> all kinds of things you can learn. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. The other store to highlight is Everlane. Uh, which is a place I regularly spend too much money. You are and immediately shown a pop-up. Immediately yes. unload should a pop-up. Uh, and this is an example of a tap target that is too small. I concur. However, you can tap above the pop-up to close it as well, but it's only I only know that because I just tried it. So, so it's not obvious. So if I'm going here and I click in the hamburger... There's gifts for her, gifts for him, which I like. There's like those little cutie emojis. Relevant. Uh, featured. Let's see. Okay. I'm just going to go new arrivals. I don't know what So one thing on. to note on their menu, which is pretty cool, is that they they by default select women, but you can toggle over to men. Ooh. So where Allbirds required you to select one first, Everlane is defaulting to one option. You can choose the other. And most likely... I would I would venture to guess that most people shopping on their store are women, which is why they default to women. So if most people shopping in a store are men, you default to men. They have a cashmere socks. I would just like you to know. <laughs> um, just I'm um, just throwing that out there to the universe. Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna click on one of these products. I'm clicking on uh, this flannel shirt. It's like an orange flannel shirt. Adding to bag. Oh, I can actually buy. Never mind adding the bag. I could have just bought that with Apple Pay right there. Uh, so they have accelerated checkout enabled. They have, yeah, they have accelerated checkout on product. That's nice. Um, their tap target for their sizes is also nice as well. It's a, Yeah, um, it is nice. Their color selection is a little on the small side, though. It is a little on the small side. Yeah. But overall... Their sizes as well. Overall, I'm... A f- it's interesting because, yeah, like the... Uh, Oh my gosh, the menu is really good compared yeah. to a lot of other menus. And then we kind of fall off a little bit after that, but it's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> That's where we're at. 
Uh, and, but what's interesting is they've got an H. Is it, I think this is an H one uh, right here. So I'm looking at the organic. Explain what H one is. Um, head header heading one. Yes. <laughs> We know what H1 is, but so so what so what it means for SEO is it tells Google what this page is about. It's actually one of the most underutilized features on Shopify stores, period. Like a lot of people don't even have H1 tags or they like have a Only bunch of H1 like, tags. <laughs> quite often the uh the image, like the logo on your site is an H1 yeah, tag. Like a random thing is an H1 tag, but Google yeah. looks at that as actually one of the main uh, indicators as to what that page is about. So on this, I can tell that their H1 tag is actually quite long, but it's the look of your favorite sweater meets the feel of a cozy classic thermal. Okay, there's favorite sweater, right? Cozy sweater, Classic thermal, cozy thermal. Those are all of your keywords kind of jammed up in there. Smart. That's a lot of keywords. It's a lot of keywords. It doesn't feel like a lot of keywords. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. Their so, size guides really great too. I so. mean, this is, again, these are kind of turning into impromptu uh, teardowns. But yeah, I, I think that gives you some examples of, of sites that are worth checking out. Um, your homework as soon as you're done listening to this podcast episode, is to look at your own site on a mobile device. Yes. Go through the entire shopping experience from homepage all the way to tapping that checkout button. See how many taps it takes you to actually get there, first off. Second, look at your mobile menu. Are you able to access all the most important collections, the most important products that people are buying? Um, look at your font size. Look at your tap targets. I feel like that's a good place to kind of leave it. I think I, so. I get it. We're we're a week and a half away from Black Friday, so you're not. I I I at this point I'm in a code freeze, so no more yeah. major changes on themes whatsoever. Weird. We're in a code freeze too. <laughs> it's the it's this is the time to be it. So um, for the non developers, uh, code freeze means that we are not making any changes to a website that's not a bug fix. Yeah, it's an important period because we don't want to break anything. When most people are shopping. Correct. We would like it to be nice and stable. I love stability. I need, you know, in, in what a career, like what a year 2020 has been. I need some level of stability in my life. And that's why I love code phrases right now. I can just kind of like, I'm not like sitting back and doing nothing. I'm working on things that are not launching for Black Friday. So I, yeah, I love that. Good. What do you say we do some shout outs? Let's do it. All right. What is your shout out this week? Mine is Olive and June. It is a nail care brand. I'm really loving how they are doing their gifts, their holiday gifts. And if you go on their website and you click shop gifts, it bundles things really intelligently. They even have a, a Mary Manny ornament because it's it's two kinds of nail polishes inside of this little ornament. I think that's smart. Mm. It's also $16. So it's, it's uh, accessibly priced. It's like a stocking stuffer or for a friend that you medium like. And then there's, you know, cozy stickers, Hanukkah stickers, Christmas stickers, uh, all sorts of stuff. Cozy stickers. This is really cute. It's really cute, right? It's a really great example of a gift guide. Yeah. 
I I really like their, they've got an animation that I'm really digging that I'm sure Kelly would prefer for it to be in a video as opposed to a GIF. But besides that, I'm really happy with this site and how it looks. I'm glad you recognized that I was not a fan of the GIF. Um, just for fun, I'm downloading the image to see the file size. Oh my god! Okay, Kelly, what have is, you met me? Yeah, what is your store of the week? So I'm cheating a little bit this week. Okay, that GIF is 1.1 megabytes. Way too big. Um. Okay. Anyway, my store this week. I am cheating because my store is my store. <laughs> um. I recently rebranded my merch store from KVLLY, which is impossible to pronounce any correct way because there's no true pronunciation to modern geek and i relaunched it using uh the flex theme from out of the sandbox and i've been having a lot of fun just rebuilding the site good so i i have uh, fun shirts and mugs super developer nerdy things like get history mugs and cheat sheets and stuff like that i have masks that are also nerdy. Oh These are the so things nerdy. that I love to make. But yeah, that's my store. It's moderngeek.co because I could not get .com. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> this is 2020. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Come visit us at youtube.com slash commerce tea. We post sh- uh, friendly Shopify store teardowns every Thursday. Um, there, If you liked our super brief teardowns that we just did talking through the mobile experience, we do more of that for like 25 to 30 minutes per episode and drop all kinds of great nuggets. So please subscribe on YouTube as well. And you can subscribe to this podcast on any of your favorite podcasting services. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us then. We'll see you next week. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.